It's Saturday night, so you know what that means. I said, are you ready to the thousands of fans in attendance and the millions listening? Let's get ready to suck it! Okay. <laughs> Old school Triple H there. Oh, yeah. Wasn't expecting that one. That was some good stuff right there. I, I miss it. I do. <laughs> and then, and then I, I love the modified version for uh, WWF Attitude. And, and, the one, and when he threw in and the one fat guy sitting on the sofa playing his video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> hey, I knew he was talking to me. I hear that. Oh, so man. what's up, man? That, this what a just week. Been, whew, boy. Just it started off pretty bad. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Roman, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, you, you get well soon, Us, and uh, you, you kick uh, leukemia's behind, like you said. But that was an unexpected moment uh, to happen uh, on Raw. But it was good to see you know, the strong solidarity throughout the show, as well as SmackDown on, um, you know, wishing uh, the Big Oose the best and, and you know, hopefully a speedy recovery and uh, a quick remission. And, you know, we'll, I don't know if you'll make it by Mania. That'd be like a, a, a definite blessing in disguise. But, you know, maybe we can see him by uh, SummerSlam or, or who knows sometime in that period. But get well soon, Roman. I, you know what? I got a phone call while I was at work, and you know my cousin. He says, "Uh, are you watching wrestling?" I said, "No, nah, I'm at work." Why? What happened? He said, "Uh, Roman Reigns is uh vacating the title because uh, his leukemia came back." I said, "Is he being serious?" I mean, I know they're not using this in kayfabe, are they? I mean, this is not real. <laughs> he said, "No, it's real." I said, "Nah, man, you're lying." I'm in disbelief. I had to come home. Uh, rewind because Raw was still on by the time I got on, so I had to rewind it just to see. And then I was like, okay, so I started searching the interwebs and everything and found out it was true. And it hurt, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Watching it, it took me back to you know, that's sad to say, but you know, emotionally, it took me back to you know, that raw. Um, after we got the news about Eddie Guerrero, not putting any type of, you know, crazy situation like that on Roman. But, you know, that, that emotion, you know, it was like, man, that was real and that was, that was raw. And, and, you know, it was, it was rough to be able to digest at that moment that that's what was happening in real life. You know, it, it was a reminder that, yeah, we watch them on TV and they're larger than life characters. But before all that, they're human beings that are subject to health issues or, you know, any other type of mental issue or whatever it may be. They're just people, you know, they go and, you know, boys pick the, hopefully pick the, uh, the, the toilet seat up and pee just like everybody else. So, you know, that was a, I mean, it was an interesting moment to say the least. Uh, like you said, uh, get well soon, Roman, please. Because uh, you got a, a title to come back and reclaim and defend. Yeah. And, and and on the flip side, I know this is going to sound also crazy, 
but I was talking to uh, my cousin the other day, and we were talking about it. And it's like uh, it could be a blessing in disguise for Roman. And I know it's going to be weird to hear and say, but this may be the catalyst to actually promote or, or catapult him to that next level of uh, of of echelon that the WWE has been trying to get him on anyway. Right. So this could be, you know, that moment for him to step away and, you know, regroup and then to come back. And next thing you know, that that machine is behind him in the proper way and everything is properly aligned. And he is the Roman that, you know, he's been trying to force everybody to accept opposed to him just being Roman. So that, that, that definitely could be a silver lining at the end of the tunnel you know, providing everything goes well uh, for Roman. But as in typical uh, McMahon fashion, the show had to go on. So we're, we're going to, because there's so much going on, and then tomorrow's evolution, I think it's cool to just cover some of the highlights for Raw and SmackDown. And then we do what only we can do, and that's see who's going to win on the picks for <laughs> the evolution pay-per-view. <laughs> So right now we are tied. So this is our rubber match. Um, so we'll have to see exactly how this is going to play out. But uh, speaking of playing, DX proper intro actually happened with them coming out in, in typical Sean and Hunter fashion. Was pretty cool to see. Love the new T-shirt established in 1997. That's a must-buy. And um, in the midst of all that, uh, traditional Undertaker with Kane promo in a cemetery i mean it, it had all of the attitude era mixed in without going across the line of pg but i enjoyed it yeah i'm not even gonna lie it's great to see it's just i'm i'm the build-up is not what i thought it would be put it that way i thought the build-up would be a lot stronger with you know it gets you geeked, and, you know, it's not like a, I'm reliving my childhood goosebumps. It's like, okay, they get ready to really do this. Well, go ahead and beat a booker then. How would you How would you have built it up? Coming off <laughs> of the one-on-one between Trips and Taker. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. I think I would have threw, you know, just a – I know you're not going to get Undertaker to wrestle on – Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, anything like that. Same thing with Triple H because Triple H is in a business mode. But just to see something, a throwback. Uh, when Paul, Heyman, it was Paul Heyman first day on the job. He kept throwing all these different stipulations in that the Undertaker trying to beat him. Um, just something sort of like that, where you just kind of right. sort of got Undertaker there, and then Triple H just comes out and he's throwing everything but the kitchen sink at him, and he's just defeating. And he's, you know, then Triple H just gets pissed and off comes the shirt and tie. And, you know, as soon as you get ready to get the the, 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 the hands, per se, you get uh, Kane comes out, Michaels come out. Then all of a sudden, you got a good stare down in the ring that kind of sort of just ends the show. And you kind of leave everybody hanging for a week. Okay. And then, you know, you kind of sort of kick in the promos and things like that. Okay. I can see that. But then you brought the dude up. So what do you think about uh, Heyman's promo? Uh, I know he gave uh, Roman uh, a great nod. 
Yeah, he and put him turned around and and built up uh, Brock, but you know, uh, for him to say the line that really stole it for me, Braun is not the same species as Brock. It's like, man, Damn. take him a task, take him a task. Took the man, you know, to the lowest common denominator. You know, I thought I was going back in school or something. Talking about people's species. <laughs> the 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 bad part about it. No Roman Reigns in this match, and it goes to being from being a triple threat to a one on one. I've been thinking for the last few days. Do you, you know, kind of shake the dice and see who you can get and throw somebody in there? But either way, it shakes out. I, I think it's going to be a pretty good match. You got two strong men going head to head, and but I, I, I don't. <laughs> what Heyman said, it, it got me thinking. Can Braun Strowman hold the strap and be the type of champion that Brock was in the past? Because I'm not talking about the last Universal Championship run because he never showed up. I'm talking about that fighting champion that's there every week and just, you know, he walks out of an arena with a trail of bodies behind him of people he's he's just destroyed. And I'm wondering if uh, Strowman gets the, the strap. Is that what's going to happen, or are we going to have somebody that just talks? Rock so. is getting the belt. That's my pick. I said early. <laughs> what I, you know, what I said early too, uh, Strowman. Because uh, everybody, it's, it's, think about the fans. Political. Everybody was upset the last time Brock was the champion. It's political. I'm telling you, this Brock. A, he pulled the Hulk business decision. Yeah, he pulled the Hulk Hogan. Long as he defended his belt every thirty days, he could stay champion. Mm-hmm. And remember, Hogan did that for so long. That's how he stayed champion so long. He didn't wrestle. That is the rule. It's not like he's breaking the rule. That is the rule. It is a rule. But I mean, geez, you, you, you we didn't see you on Superstars. We didn't see you on uh, uh, uh what's um Saturday Night Titans. We didn't see you on anything. It wasn't no Raw back then, but we didn't see you on anything. We we always used to get up on Saturday mornings on Super, to watch Superstars hoping that Hogan would came out, and he did. Yeah. Well, I think that was good, though, back then, because it, it was good for the other characters, because you got to think about how limited they had in reference to production and what was being put out product-wise. And if you had too much Hogan, he would have went stale and lost it. I think, you know, so he could have been there a little bit more, but too much Hogan would have been a detriment and then he wouldn't get the pops because people be tired of it. Mm. It'd, be, it'd been John Cena back then uh, as what we're seeing now with John Cena being, you know, super Cena for so long. And some of those matches, you know, he should have lost. I'm sorry to, you know, no offense to Cena, but from a, a fan pleasing perspective, that sh- he should have lost some matches that he shouldn't have won. Um, over the course of his career to build and catapult his career beyond what he is now. I mean, he's, he's done a great job with it, but at the same time, he should have lost some matches. That would just, like, really? Really? Did John Cena just beat the entire Nexus by himself? Really? <laughs> like, 15 dudes. Super Cena music hits. Well, we know all y'all eliminated out the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Pretty much. But, you know, but yeah, Heyman did his thing. And I thought it was interesting that he did it way early because, you know, not like Crown Jewel is this Sunday or anything. 
but I'm not going to lie to you. As much as uh, I like all of these events that come up, I'm still not on the hype train for Crown Jewel. There's nothing that I want to see that is a must-see match. But tomorrow, on the other hand, we'll get to that, but there are several candidates for match of the night, and I don't think there can only be one match of the night. I mean, it's going to get ridiculous uh, tomorrow night at Crown Jewel, and I can't wait for that. But um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, they they also had the build on Monday with uh, the callback build for Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre, and when Drew hit Braun after he, Braun came out toward the uh, discuss with or to yell at Paul Heyman about what he said. And the next thing you know, you see the Claymore of Claymore kicks. I don't know. I thought he was in Street Fighter or something. Looked like Dawson when he just came down the ramp and kicked the mollywop out of uh, Braun Strowman. <laughs> like, Jesus, that is the epitome of old school running with effect. Um, that just blew my mind. I was like, God bless. That, that, that Claymore. Whoo, boy. It's like yeah. every week it gets better and better. Mm-hmm. We also had uh, go. What were you gonna say? No, no. I'm just I, I I'm sitting here and I'm thinking. I might have to agree with you that that uh, Brock's gonna win this title. Uh oh, is that the heavens I hear? Go ahead. I, I can feel the heat from the Lord. Drew McIntyre is gonna call Strowman his title. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. I think it's got to go one-on-one. It could be that that type of running. I could see that, too. But, I'm hoping it doesn't go that way. But this is – this is. I think they're going to go – you know, you want to talk about uh, uh, attitude or old school. Uh, uh, Drew McIntyre going to call some the championship, and that's on a Sunday. Monday on Raw, they're going to play the replays. Everything's going to come out. They're going to make Brock defend that title. He'll beat him on Monday clean. Okay. Kind of like what they did with uh, Triple H's first title reign. Remember that when he, uh, the triple threat between him, Austin, and Mankind. Yep. He went for the cover. Mankind moved him out the way and double, uh, uh, God, the double arm DDT. Penn Austin win the title next night. He wouldn't give him a, a title shot because he broke uh, JR's arm. And Shane said, no, you're going to give him a title shot. Next thing you know, Triple H got his first title. But he beat him clean. Yeah, but that also means that if that happens, at Crown Jewel, Braun and Brock have to cross at least uh 15 to 20-minute mark in the match. And it can't be a... a a five to ten minute match running. They they have to actually put in about fifteen to twenty minutes of work minimum, and then you know that sets up the next five minutes for the the go home moment, and then you know you have that run in to set that up. So that way, it it really is a match that they are going back and forth and contesting each other, suplex cities and hand throwing, and the next thing you know, bam. You know you're you're spot on and and good to go, and then that'll set that up for Monday. So that'd be pretty crazy. But with that 15, 20 minutes, I think about ten of it is going to be outside the ring. The fans oh, yeah. are oh, yeah. show with that somebody's going through the barricade announce table. Please, please, 
You might I agree with that. Blood. <laughs> just a little bit, you know. Give me old school. Give me a little bit of blood. Just a little bit of blood letting in. Speaking of old school. Speaking of old school, Elias. <laughs> Elias, Elias, Elias. At first, I was wondering, I talked about the past couple times, like, what are they doing with him? And is he being misused for what he has at the moment? But I saw something on Monday that could transition him into the new age Jeff Jarrett. Because, you know, I was like, man, this is perfect. If he hits Baron Corbin with the guitar, that is going to be the setup and lead it to him starting to do that more often. And then that's exactly what happened. Even though they had to, you know, they had the gimmick one that he actually hit him with and he had to go in the back and switch so that way he could get the right prop to be able to, to make that attack happen. But if they can incorporate that into it somehow to where it's not even an issue anymore. It becomes whoever comes down and, and interrupts him and they come into the ring talking trash, bam, he just nails them. And that's the, the thing. So if it's Apollo Crews over and over in several matches or whoever else it may be, Finn Balor or whoever comes down, I think that would be insane. So that they have a spark right now. And that spark could ignite into something pretty awesome finally to take that Elias character to the next level. I'm just wondering, is he ever going to get through a song? <laughs> I don't even want to listen to his song. Because heaven <laughs> forbid. Not that one of them suck. Because I'd be mad. Because I can't walk with Elias if I can't like Elias' music. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just happy to get, you know, the, the guitar riff. And then, you know, we do the chants and we're good to go with that. <laughs> Going with something. And this is tied into evolution. Rhonda, Nikki, um, the contract signing, which always ends like a typical contract signing should. But it was something interesting when I was looking at the tail of the tape. Height-wise, they're about the, you know, pretty much the same height. You know, Rhonda 5'7", Nikki 5'6". Uh, Rhonda's win percentage is 100% um, on Raw, whereas Nikki is 60%. But then you have to look at the real proof in the pudding on those percents. Um, Rhonda is uh, 2-0-0, but Nikki is 337, 222, and 3. And she's at a 60% yield, where Rhonda is at 100% yield. And I know, you know, they really put it as like 24, but really, it's about two matches, Rhonda. <laughs> that you really had, you know, it was you outside by yourself putting in some work. So who is really the better athlete and, and you know, has the highest percentile probability to win that match? Mm. And on number-wise, Nikki Bella has that favor. That's just looking at it on paper. On paper. Now, on who get that ass beat, <laughs> Nikki Bella <laughs> again wins that out. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. And this is just about Ronda Rousey. I don't mean to interrupt, but does she look a little slimmer these days? Then she, yeah, I think she's definitely. I don't know if she's doing DDP yoga, which is pretty awesome. But um, 
I think she's on a, a different regimen because she doesn't need to build the muscle. She needs to build the ring muscle, I guess, okay. for lack of a better term. So she needs to, and you can see from when she first appeared uh, and did, you know, her match at WrestleMania last year up until now, seeing exactly how she is in a ring and her comfortability and her movement, you know, and her body type now is complementary of that. So she's able to to do a lot more, even though she still has that raw power, that muscle memory, and, and she's just a beast because she does that arm whip, and I swear she's going to injure somebody one day. It's just, you know, it's like Kurt Angle when he would do his belly to back. He popped them hips and just bow. Or really, let's let's take it a step farther to that, you know, almighty Chris Benoit belly to back, you know, it's just bam. And then you just take that hit, and that's how she's just, just yoking people up. Yeah, well, that is true. I just, I was just curious. I wonder if anybody else noticed it, other than myself, because I'm just like, hey, she look a little small. Yeah, she doesn't need to be as, you know, Mike Tyson big anymore. But I, that was always her intimidating factor in my, in, in my opinion, because she's bigger than your average woman. But she was just cock these when she used to have that mean look. Ugh. She for me, it was just the face. Because in the, in the back of your mind, you know, everybody else is talking trash. Like, let's be honest. I bump at a Triple H on the street, and he talking all that smack. I know I have a puncher's chance in knocking him the hell out. You know, people, like, I'm the game. I'm this. I'm that. I'm like, fool, if you don't shut up, I'm going to drop you where you stand. I got a <laughs> shot. Now, if I mess my shot up, I know his big behind could choke the hell out of me. And then, okay, there we go. Same thing with John Cena. We're like, yeah, yeah, Hustle Lord, I will knock this fool out. But if he don't drop, I got a problem because that fool got some big hands and he may just go ahead and attitude adjust me for real. Mm. Rhonda is on the other side of the street. You sitting there like Nikki Bella talking all this trash. And then you got to think in the back of her head, she's like, well, Rhonda really could knock me out. It's not like a, she maybe, no, she really could knock me out. Like Brock when he came in and he was just beating people behind in the beginning and he was just raw brute strength and it's like I really have to take this bump and I know it's a belly to back and I know I've been through these many times but did you see how far he tossed the other guy and he was three hundred pounds and you want me to land on my neck? Um, am I getting a title shot out of this? <laughs> you know, that's one of them conversations that you have. Like, what am I getting out of this? Because that's gonna hurt. You know, like, well, you know, we'll work on them. You know, they worked on Ronda, but, man, Nikki knows and everybody else knows. Wrestling, entertainment, all right, we're cool. But the moment that mess get real or Ronda has a flashback and she's thinking she's in training camp and she popped them hips, oh, it's going to be a misunderstanding of epic proportion. Well, you know what? I'm curious to see how that's going to end up. That's all. Yeah, well, we'll get into it because we got to make our picks. Speaking of picks, it was good to see, but I wasn't happy with the match. Well, at least the, the flow and the ending. I felt it was old school, and I'm going to use the word diva, even though we're going into evolution. Diva rush. The, the Naya, Ember, um, Dana, and Tamina match. I felt it was yes. very rushed. Ember Moon victory was not satisfying to me. I would have rather Dana Brooke won. You know, it was like, ah, I didn't really 
get the feel of it. The I don't know. The best moment for me was the eclipse that Ember hit on Tamina. I was like, ooh, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. But that was it. I said the same thing. But I wasn't – it was one of those things you, you get the, the stare down between Naya and Tamina, and you're like, okay, they about to get – oh, man, damn, what the hell? Okay, it was just – it's like it built you up to let you right back down. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed in that one too because I, number one, I wanted to go on for a little longer than what it did. Yeah. I felt that that was too short when you got, especially, I mean, for me, anytime Nia Jax gets camera time, I think it should be at least 30 minutes. I mean, that's just me. <laughs> oh, God. With you. I, I need the proper. With you. Yeah, yeah that would be even better. <laughs> but I just need, I, I need the proper time to admire, worship her. For the goddess that she is, oh, Jesus. God, God, God. And then you thrown in Ember Moon, and I'm like, oh, I'm just loving this. Oh, Something terrible. Oh God. So, but I just it was just it felt like it was it, it it happened all too fast. It's like the camera couldn't even keep up. So, I, I, but with uh, Evolution being tomorrow, now this is Monday. This is the last Raw before Evolution. I would think the ladies would get a little bit more FaceTime. Than what they got. I agree. I agree. It should have been um, a bigger next to main event finish. So, you know, they they would have followed up because Alita Trish, uh, Alicia Fox, uh, you know, all that promo. And and, I mean, it it didn't really go exactly where I wanted to go, you know, for what they had with Mickey and them and, you know, Alicia Fox coming in and all that. Stuff with the you know the beat down in the back and even though Alicia's outfit was was crazy, I was like she may kill somebody with all that stuff with points dangling off her dress. <laughs> but you know the, the beat down there was cool. Was like okay, and then uh, I wanted more out of that too. You know I really want to see you know Lita and Trish. I don't want to wait until Evolution. I want to see them in a match. You know getting a strong warm up to see exactly you know how they were looking. And it didn't have to be a lot of time. But I would have loved to have seen them in a match with, you know, it could have even been two jobbers, but just in a match versus just in the back with a, a beatdown run in, and that's your lead-in uh, for it. I, w- I would have liked to see them do something, minus Lita doing the moonsault, because, you know, she got about one or two good ones. And then after that, yeah. leave it to Charlotte. Because <laughs> <laughs> when Lita did it the last time, woo, I was scared. Like, oh man, that rotation almost didn't make it. Almost didn't make it. But thank God she landed it. And then Jeez. Yeah, we're gonna round raw out so everybody can jump in the SmackDown because we gotta get in this evolution. This is gonna be the biggest part of it. Uh, but let's just say the ending of the show was one of the best endings Raw has had in quite some time. Wasn't expecting it based off of how we started the show. But that swerve with, uh, I don't even want to, I don't want to get beat down for saying it, but the lunatic was awesome. (laughs) And then the thing that triggered him was the fact, and I don't know if you could hear it, but Seth said, we, we did it, USOB. He naturally said son of a bitch, but that was a trigger of words that led to, the beatdown is what I'm going to call it. And I was like, oh, snap. Was not expecting that. 
I was expecting a solidarity and for them to end the the storyline that they was building because of Roman and say, all right, no, we're just going to let the uh, Shield get the tag titles and that's what they'll have and that'll just run with that. But they still kept the swerve going in there and and the, and the heel turn and man, I almost mm. saw the plans for Dean Ambrose. And to me, when I saw all that happen, the first thing that popped in my head was Dean could be the new era Stone Cold Steve Austin if they play it right. You know what? It's funny you say that. Man, I was thinking along the same lines because before before he went out the last time, I thought he was this heir's Brian Pillman with the whole loose cannon gimmick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, you know, that's basically Brian Pillman, you know, the leather jacket, just going in and kicking everybody's ass. That's who that is. But he's came back and he's still the lunatic fringe, but could be. It's Eric Stone Cold. And I think he's got a solid shot at that. And it's not going to be an insult to Stone Cold. It'll be its own entity, but he's not bucking the system in reference to the authority. He's bucking the authority of the system that he came in with. So, you know, with a mm-hmm. badass shield, we do this, we run shot, rules and bones are made to be broken. We do everything we want to do because we can do it. All right, and Seth is like, yeah, I turned on her, but we're still brothers. And Dean's like, I'm done with you. And then it's even more poignant because it's just him being done instead of, well, you know, Seth had a shot at the title, so he just signed a deal with the devil. Dean's like, I'm a tag champion, don't care. Here's your belt, I'm out. (laughs) You know, and then that would be a perfect glass break moment. All right, a little technical difficulty there. Yeah, commercial break. (laughs) Got to pay the sponsors, um, man. Amen to that. Thank, thank her. So (laughs) where I was going with that was it was, you know, really cool to see that, you know, that will be a great glass break moment. But what really catapulted is how many times do you see the shield go back up through the crowd and then to hear the crowd react through um, the closeness, uh, proximity of the camera to how they felt about his turn. Some of them was like, no, why'd you do it? No. And then others was like, yeah, man, you deserve it. You know, you go do your own thing. It's about time. And to the, the, the see that dynamic as he walked up with no resemblance of the shield, because once you took that shirt off, it was like he was shedding his skin of the shield and he was going up there and just looking down. That was a real strong dynamic moment right there. And the crowd just ate it up. They got the reaction that they wanted. You know, it was just a perfect ending unexpected but a perfect ending i was very happy that they decided to go that way because they could still make a couple careers since roman's already a made man so they can make um dean ambrose into that stone cold character seth rollins now has a catalyst of somebody to play off of again to be able to have those epic moments like when he was trying to get triple h back into the ring so you can build that story all the way up until wrestlemania and have that culminate there with those two in a last man standing on Iron Man or Steel Cage or Hell in a Cell, whatever. You, you could really make it something epic. True indeed. Uh, but I'm just, 
I'm wondering will this accumulate into a IC title run for Dean Ambrose, him taking on uh, Seth Rollins, and or you know that's a good battle for the Intercontinental Championship. I think it may be beyond that. I really? think he may get the shot at the championship. Hmm. And that's what potentially could be the battle. So now that would only come into play if Braun won. Let's just throw that out there. Right. And so that, Dean that would work out. Would win because, and that's where I would put um, Drew McIntyre in. And that's how Dean would win. And then that would give you a nice little, you know, fatal four-way uh, of, of different matches between Dean, Seth, Drew, and Braun all vying for the championship. And it keeps going, you know, back and forth on who's facing Dean Ambrose. And if, depending on how Roman's recovery is going, that would culminate with um, Dean versus Roman. would put a, a strong stamp on where Dean Ambrose's character would go uh, versus, you know, somebody who now would be the magnetic North uh, being Roman Reigns is coming back, whooping leukemias behind, you know, and, and he's, you know, got that high and the crowd is behind him. So he is now the face that they wanted. And then Dean is the, the strong heel that uh, Stone Cold asks that everybody hates and likes at the same time. You know, in the beginning of Stone Cold's, you know, career before he cut the um, the promo against um, uh, Jake the Snake at the King of the Ring, so you know that that dynamic right there would be insane. And who better be a special guest referee than Seth Rollins? So then you could have all kind of fun just playing with that match and and, and having you know great epic moments and stuff like that. But good good job on Raw. Yeah, indeed. So now let's go to the second A show because it was a pretty daggone <laughs> good show uh, this uh, week with the go home for SmackDown heading towards Evolution, uh, leading in with uh, the New Day and Kofi. Poor Kofi. He did a good job trying to call out somebody from the bar. <laughs> Baby! But, like, yeah, Kofi, you probably get your ass kicked. And <laughs> what <laughs> happens? <laughs> ultimately at the end of it with the New Day being beat down. It was an okay moment, you know, match-wise, but it, I don't know. They could have, you know, we'll see what happens. If if they're doing a free bird rule and Big Show starts tagging and he really is part of the bar or they call it the, the bar raised or something like that, I don't know what they would call themselves. But, you know, whatever. Uh, it was okay. What I really enjoyed seeing, though, beyond that was uh, the Usos uh, versus Daniel Bryan and AJ, more so for, you know, all the fun the Usos was having and the, the tribute they were giving to Roman uh, throughout that match. That frog splash um, that was done with the Roman pump before he landed was, was pretty hot. I was like, man, that, that, that's how you get some strong tribute uh, to family right there. You know what? Jump back to the uh, the first match. I still think it's cheating by the bar to call it Big Show. I'm I'm sorry. And then why not? You, you say poor Kofi, poor Xavier Woods. He took the KO punch. Right. And and 
in reference to what Xavier has been through compared to uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, <laughs> that was an easy win. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just going to take a punch. All right, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Bludgeon Brothers coming out. Come on, really? Again? God, I've got to be me, you know. So he, he got the easy way out. I know he's like, yeah, just, just knock me out. I'm good with that. <laughs> I, got a, I got some content to put on YouTube anyway. Just, just knock me out. We'll, we'll get through this. And then in the, in the second match with the Usos, I, slowly but surely, I feel that the Usos are climbing themselves. They're, they're climbing their way back up that tag team ladder. And I, somehow, some way, it's going to be a three-way showdown for that tag title between, of course, New Day and the Bar, mm-hmm. featuring the Big Show, and then the Usos are going to slide. They're not even going to slide in the door. They're going to kick the door down because they're, they're one of the best tag teams in wrestling, period. And I don't mean just WWE. I mean wrestling, period. Yep. I told you I wanted the Usos versus the Young Bucks, but, you know, Super Kick City. Mm. That right there. I think that that would be one of those pay-per-views that you just like, okay, I don't want this match to end. It's it's one of those matches that goes over the time limit, but nobody cares. Yep. Let them have it. That, that You know, that old school ladder match, you know, type of feel right there when you had that first ladder match. Like, yeah, we just want to see what's happening next. Let it go. <clears throat> and fans don't think that we're glancing over the Daniel Bryan, AJ, you know, miscommunication thing. That's just par for the course for what they're building. To me, so I was like, it wasn't even. It was good to see, but we knew it was happening. You know, that's what that's typical build. And the next thing you know, we're gonna go from there. But I will say that Daniel Bryan promo in the back when he was, you know, doing a Pinocchio thing went from the potential of being Daniel Bryan, being Daniel Bryan to a heel Daniel Bryan when he said, "Too sweet." Isn't that how it goes, brother? Is that how it goes? Like, oh, snap. <laughs> that could be something because you got the Bellas heel. You turn DB heel. That could be something. But, you know, we'll have to see what they can play out of that. But speaking of heels, my heel of the month did one hell of a great job, Becky Lynch, uh, going when she uh, ran, well, the, the, the talk run in and started beating down Charlotte at the Performance Center. That was great TV. It was also interesting to see who was um, in attendance outside of the new signees, uh, women-wise, for the Performance Center. You also saw a former female Ninja Warrior, uh, Casey Catanzaro, and then also Shayna Baszler was there, as well as your girl, the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair, was uh, in attendance as well. So that was just a couple of quick faces that you saw uh, listening to Charlotte talk about um, being a ch- I think Charlotte just tried to uh, to to end my conversation and giving Becky praise. That messed up, I, Charlotte. That's dirty. I'm, I'm I was thinking the same thing. That's dirty. That's you know what? Player would do. It, it, it seems like whenever you give somebody praise, whoever they're beefing with, they jump in and they say, "You know what? Go pay the sponsors." Exactly. Got their hand on a button. What are they doing, man? That's that's messed up. That's almost like, you know, Rusev and Aiden English. You know, they're trying to hit us with the Milwaukee special over here. <laughs> but speaking of that match, 
the only highlight to me was, I mean, Rusev was playing his hardcore because when he snatched Aiden's shirt off, I was <laughs> like, Jesus, he just ripped that thing just, and it was gone like paper. It's like, oh my God, Rusev's going to kill his boy. You know what? I, I need them to take this. This just be a stepping stone. And what's funny is I love Rusev to death. Uh, but I actually have Aiden English saying it's Rusev Day as one of my text tones. Oh, God. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I always have. But I want Rusev to use this as a stepping stone to be taken serious again. As you know, as a, a world champion, because that that's the type of talent he has. We know we can wrestle. I mean, that that's not a problem. He's a new tag partner, and you know who it should be. Who it should it be? Samoa Joe. Oh man, you're trying to kill a tag division. Can you imagine those two together? Oh, Big Show and the Bar wouldn't stand a chance. No, not stand a chance. Period. That would be an ass whooping. Mm. Mm. I, I like that. I'm not even gonna lie that's to you. Like, I like that. That's on a, in my opinion. That's on Legion of Doom level right there. <laughs> we gotta wrestle who? Uh, you know what? Don't even worry uh, about paying uh, me. Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm good. Mm. That, speaking on levels, go ahead, I'm sorry. What are you gonna say? That right there. I, that would shake up the whole tag division with that. Oh yeah, that'd be insane, man. Insane for us, <laughs> it would hurt for everybody else. <laughs> um, what'd you think about uh, Ms. TV? Uh, was Ray Mysterio on there? Oh, hmm. Now, I, I'm, I'm kind of sort of upset with it because I understand Ray's coming back, uh, he's in the World Cup at Crown Jewel and but I'm still this the whole Miz Daniel Bryan thing. It's like that's gone away for the time being. Yeah, and it didn't now, have an ending. huh? It didn't have an ending. No, not at all. And that's but it was supposed to be, of course, this feud that accumulated in uh, to a title match for one of the two, and Daniel Bryan has got that. But now he's moved on to another feud with uh, AJ Styles and he's teaming with AJ Styles and all that. Okay, fine. They're going to wrestle coming up. All right, cool. But you kind of left the Miz by the wayside. And, you know, at Crown Jewel, if it, if and, and when it, it happens, that's if it go all goes through, I don't think he has a chance of winning the World Cup. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, and it's kind of Sad because now winning that World Cup, John Cena. Who's winning that? Yep, (laughs) that's no doubt in my mind. Not happy with that. I'm not saying I'm happy with that. No, but I don't think Cena deserves Cena deserves that nod. Rey Mysterio, yeah, but Cena, no. Rey Mysterio because he would go into the Hall of Fame this year. Hint, hint. But Cena, no. I agree wholeheartedly. I can I can deal with Ray Ray. But the Miz is kind of left on the wayside after that feud with uh, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't like leaving the Miz on the wayside because he is 
that foil that you know he the the the, the, the promos uh he can actually wrestle he can tell a show with his moves i mean sorry tell a story with his moves on the show mm-hmm. you can't just He's say yeah yeah you can't just say okay daniel bryan you know you have a few with him okay it it but and uh, let let me pat myself on the on the back with my uh BJ two thousand back patter. Um, <laughs> I called it and I said it was going to accumulate into a title shot for one or two, but I didn't think the feud would end there. Yeah, I'm thinking that you know, okay, Daniel Bryan got the title. All right, the Miz going to hang back for a minute. I mean, I mean, he got the title shot, as to say. I'm speaking in things in the existence because he will be AJ Styles for the title. Um, but once he gets up to the lead up to these matches, uh, to the title match, and he has matches, I'm like, oh yeah, the Miz gonna run in, the Miz gonna distract him, cause him a few matches, things like that. He's gonna be on a losing streak going in, and then something's gonna happen where the Miz can't get out there for the title match, but then immediately, somehow, some way, the Miz gets a title shot, and then the fuse back on on another level. Mm-hmm. That's the way I saw it going. I didn't see the Miz, you know, going from Daniel Bryan to Rey Mysterio. So yeah, I agree with that. And speaking of, you know, I guess kind of disappointments. We had the Raw one, and then we have the SmackDown. In my opinion, kind of women disappointment of a go home show moment, with the original premise being Naomi and Oscar versus uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. And then the Iconics come out, and then Lana comes out, and then Mella comes out for a birthday in her hometown. Then Selena Vega comes out, and then next thing you know, we got a battle royal, and okay, here's Oscar. <clears throat> yeah, wasn't feeling that. That was something they would do with the guy. Right. You know, I, I would like, they could have had a chance to really make a mark and show why SmackDown is the best place to see the women if they would have done something uh, a little different. I mean, I would have seen, you know, that if that's how they would have went, they were like, okay, Shane would have come out and said, all right, let's go ahead and book this. Naomi versus Asuka versus uh, Sonya and Mandy versus the Iconics versus Lana and Carmella um, in a, a fatal tag match. Elimination tag. So then they would be battling initially, but then they would, it wouldn't really be four corners, it'd be four and a half corners. But, you know, a tag would eliminate, a tag would, I mean, a, a pin would eliminate, a pin would eliminate. And then you would get down to the last two. And then let's say if it was Naomi and Oscar and they won. And the next thing you know, Naomi throws Oscar or Oscar throws Naomi over the rope. And then that's how you would put the stamp on or the call to the battle royal. That's kind of how I would went with it, you know, just a little something different than just a traditional, you know, go home moment when you got a battle royal looming and you're trying to book and, and sell some tickets. You know, they could have did something a little better. But speaking of Shane O'Mac, I did love how the crowd had the common sense moment of saying, you're talking about crown jewel. You're going to crown the best in the world. You're going to crown the best in the world. And they just started chanting CM Punk. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, because it's stupid. This is the all opportunity to slide him in. But, you know, Shane's uh, comeback on that was like, I don't believe he's in the tournament. 
like, I like it. That was classy, and that was a burn at the same time, Shane. But CM Punk should be in it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, indeed. And I'm tired of the rumors of, oh, he's coming back. He's going to come back. He's going to come back. We get rumors around every major pay-per-view that that's going to be the big name to show up. I think at Mania he'll come back. It's not big enough. Crown Jewel isn't big enough. No. If, no. He would have had to come back early and then took somebody out, Rey Mysterio, um, to take their place to be in Crown Jewel or to do that beat down that night and then, you know, like, well, what are we supposed to do? Who's going to fill in the position in this match? And then out comes CM Punk. No music, just a microphone from the crowd and then interject himself in a match <clears throat> where he's in the ring and it's like, well, what you going to do? We're going to have a match and just make it happen? Or you just going to waste some pay-per-view money because it's just a squash and he's got to buy? Let him compete. And then, you know, they finally, fine, whatever. And, you know, you just wrestling out of contract. So if you get injured, that's on you. And the next thing you know, he would advance and win. And that would solidify him as not being Glenn Jacobs who just got his ass whooped twice. He would be CM Punk, the best in the world. And then that would put the stamp on, okay, he may not have been the best MMA, uh, but for right now, WWE, we can sell some T-shirts again. True indeed. But you know what? <laughs> the, 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 the big name that I've, I've been thinking about it, I said the big name that's, that, that I keep hearing Hennett coming back at Crown Jewelers, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Oh, the NWO is coming back. It's just exactly how are they going to do it. But now, and, this is what I was thinking. Somehow, someway, oh, somebody got hurt backstage. We don't have anybody to fill in in the World Cup. Hogan inserts himself in. He dominates him and John Cena. Final, he beats Cena. He wins the World Cup. I don't know about it. <laughs> it's far-fetched as hell. It is. But I was like, it could happen. They need somebody to pull the moral card. You know, they need somebody. And it could be a gender, to be honest, since uh, both the Singh brothers are back. To pull that moral card like an Iron Sheik, like a General Adnan, like a Yokozuna. You know, somebody on that foreign level to pull at your heartstrings because they are just cutting that, you know, anti-American promo so thick and hard that when you hear the music hit, because everybody has been beat down, they're like, well, what the hell is going on? They just took out this person and sledgehammered this, and then you hear the music hit. Then you mark out for the Hogan character. But one of two things, if Ray goes into the Hall of Fame, Hogan could be joining the elite class of having two rings and the NWO would go in. Mm-hmm. So that would, unfortunately, that would give three people two rings. But we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. And no matter how anybody feels about the NWO, you love them, you hate them, Hall of Fame worthy. They pretty much took the, they took WCW to a, a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Once they came in, and I, I always felt that during the uh, the invasion, when 
they came over to uh, WWE, it just wasn't right. It, 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 the timing was right, but it just wasn't what I thought it would be. And you, you kind of sort of released three quarters of the NWO before they came over. Yeah, but I mean, we got the the core proper. But I think Nexus had a had a good shot at um, reliving that a little bit. You know, that was a good thing. And then they kind of rebranded it with the Shield, so they, they have tried and errored a couple times. But, don't you know? Don't talk about the Nexus. When I tell you, I severely hated the Nexus. <laughs> like I, I, I you would you, you, my God, I can't even get it out. I hated the Nexus so damn bad. And I said, well, if that's what they wanted, hell, WWE got what they wanted because I hate them. Hmm. Mission accomplished. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of hating, the main event was like, blah. Even though the RKO out of nowhere on Jeff Hardy was cool, but it was like, for what? Who really cares? Let's move on. <laughs> that's how I felt about it. You know, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, Randy Orton, RKO out of nowhere. There you go. Merry Christmas. So that was SmackDown. That's all That's all everybody lives to see. When you see the RKO, you're like, all right, my night's complete. I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Now let's let's go ahead and lock our picks in uh, for this pay-per-view. And I'm just going in no particular order. And then we will see exactly who is the winner me. Mm. I, I got something for you. I'm challenging this week. We'll see. Don't be agreeing with me like last time, so that way you have better odds. That's how you won the last time. Nah. <laughs> I'm on to your game. Guess, I, I, it's one match that I know we're going to be on opposite sides, so I know we are. Alright, well, we'll see. Alright, let's start it off. We're just going to go hard. Ronda versus Nikki. Who you got? Eh. Ronda gonna lose her first match. Give me Nikki, and I don't, I don't say that because uh, I don't. It's not because I got anything against Ronda, but it's time for her to lose, and she'll get it back. She'll get it back within two weeks or so. No, I'm going Ronda. I don't, I don't see the Bellas even with Twin Magic and everything else. I don't see it happening unless there's another person that comes and does a run in. Yeah, Ronda's gonna take that. It's not gonna be the best match of the night. But I think Rondo take it. All right. Lita and Trish versus Alexa and Mickey. I'm going with the Divas. Lita and Trish. You say I, you go with who? I'm going with Lita and Trish. I'm going with the Divas. Really? Yeah, because I I I I love Mickey James. I, I always have. And her team with Alicia Fox. I just don't Alicia Fox got it. But I don't think she got – I think even coming off the bench after so long, Trista, Stratus, and Lita is just going to be too overpowering for them, even though Mickey James is came in tailing the attitude there anyway. So I don't see why she's teamed with Alicia Fox when she should be over there with Trish and Lita. But give me Trish and Lita. Nah, I'm going to go the other way. From the, the normal old school story perspective, you would expect the, the, the old dogs to have one more trick and win. And, you know, we did this, but I think they could swerve everybody, man. And, you know, just do the honors and take the L. Mm. It'd be interesting to see, but 
I don't know. Um, on the NXT side of things, we got Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. And I think Shayna is going to get her belt back. You know what? I'm not even going to disagree with you. I, that's who I had picked anyway. Shayna Baszler. Okay. On a uh, match of the night, Riot Squad versus Sasha, Bailey, and Natty, which I think I'll probably start with that match. I hope they don't start with that match. Yeah. I hope they don't. No. Either uh, that or they're going to start with uh, the NXT championship. That, I think that's where you – but no, you can't even start with that. It's a championship match. But uh, I, I don't know how I put this card together looking at it, but uh, I'm going with Sasha, Bailey, and Natalia. I just love me some Bailey. She's a hugger. <laughs> Watch it now. I will destroy <laughs> her and you. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go the same way just for the feel good moment. Okay. All right. So now you got to pick one person. So I'm gonna say all the names, and then this is like double points. So it's gonna count as two wins if your person is named. Okay. Or if your person wins. So in a battle royal, Tamina, Molly Holly, Carmella. Alundra Blaze, Kelly Kelly, Alicia Fox, The Iconic, My Girl Ivory, Dana Brooke, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Asuka, Selena Vega, Naomi, Naya, Tori Wilson, Ember Moon, Maria Kanellis, and Taker's wife, Michelle McCool. Mm. You know my heart's going. You already know my heart's going. <laughs> I, I wouldn't uh, say something when I said the name, but I was like, no, I gotta let you get it out. Jeez. <sighs> um I got this ending in 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 uh, <laughs> in controversial fashion. My heart's saying Nia Jax, but my gut and my mind is telling me Tamina. Mm. And the reason why I say that because uh, as far as Raw goes, it's about to be a feud between Tamina and Nia Jax. And I think that's going to it's going to push Ember Moon to the side, unfortunately, because, uh, you know, with her and Nia tag teaming lately, it's going to push Ember Moon a little to the side, but she's going to be she's strong enough to stand on her own, too. And I think she may start something with Dana Brooke. Who knows? But Tamina's coming back. Gotta pick one. It's gonna come down to Tamina and Oscar and give me Oscar. All right. I'm surprised you're leaving out my pick. Ember Moon. Really? Great way. To, to catapult her career that's kind of like in the middle right now than to, to give her this win. <laughs> really? Amber Moon. You know something? I had a conversation with my wife uh, Monday night and she was on the TV. She said, oh my gosh, she looks like a demon. I said, that's the whole point of the character. <laughs> I said, that's it right there. I said, just watch how, how nasty she is in the ring. I love it. I, and then I show I showed her the contrast of her Instagram page and her Twitter page, and I was like, "See that right there? She's down to earth. She's cool as all outdoors, and she loves anime. It's nothing better. Like 
That's I think that's why I I, I truly got a thing for Ember Moon. Just out well, of range. We would have put her with Finn Balor, mm. and the Demon King shows up. That would be the mixed max challenge uh, team right there, Ember and and Finn Balor. That would be who I would pick to win and take everything. When's the last time we seen the Demon King? Well, they're keeping him locked away now. He's extra special. Yeah, normally it was almost every pay-per-view. Now it's very seldom. Which is good because, you know, they have to separate the two, you know, so that way it's special. You know, like when he brought it out against Baron Corbin, you know, that was a special moment because it wasn't expected. <sighs> so we got two matches left. One of them is uh, the May Young Classic final uh, against Shirai uh, versus Tony Storm. I'm going with Tony Storm because somebody from Japan won the Mayon Classic last time. So I think they'll mix it up a little bit and then let it go a different way. I'm going to go with Shirai. Okay. Because I, 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 oh, I, I see that going a totally different way, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be a good match, but hmm. Yeah. Y'all see. That could be the first match of the night, too. It could be. All right. And now the barn burner. Last woman standing. I'm just going to say it now. My pick, Becky versus Charlotte. You already know where I'm going. This is the one I knew we were going to go opposite ways. You already know where I'm going. Becky. It, and, what? <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know why you... Batman. Nah, I'm going straight with Charlotte in this one. Did, what you've been asking for, you're going to get to see tomorrow night. You're going to get to see that 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 glimpse of uh, uh, old Nietzsche. I ain't, I'm not talking WCW. I'm not talking WWF. I'm talking NWA Nietzsche. Mm, really? The bit, being back just to the corner on your hands and knees and the pleading, referee turns, bang, thumb to the eye. She can't drop it with a low blow, but she's going to do something. She's Charlotte's going to get in, Becky's going to get Charlotte in a lot of trouble tomorrow night. Somehow, some way, Charlotte's going to keep escaping. If that happens, then yeah, I, I, would, I would be happy to see. But I don't think they're going to let Charlotte go there yet. Because Becky is too good of a heel right now. She is the strongest heel on SmackDown. I'm just saying it. Strongest heel on SmackDown right now. That entire show, Becky was the strongest heel on a go-home show. She put butts and sold tickets for Evolution. Yeah. More than any, uh, any either one of the two shows. Or NXT. She sold tickets. But you know what? I can blow your mind right now, too. Go ahead. Lay it on me. Double count out. As the finish? As the finish. No, somebody's got to come out. The match has to continue. Mm. It, But it's happened before in the last man standing. Yeah. I mean, it, it has the potential to rival WrestleMania 12. Bret Hart, Stone. Shawn Michaels. Oh, Bret Hart, Stone. Shawn Michaels. Oh, wow. 
This has the this has that potential, man. I don't know why I thought Bret Hart uh, – because that, that's my mind. My mind is Bret Hart, Stone Cold, because Stone Cold never tapped out. He passed yeah. out, but he never tapped out. No, not, not – I mean, not from the, the um, uh, you know, just the, the, the complexity that this match could take and the different segments and, and moments that it could have that would lead to uh, the count of 10, you know, and then somebody would get up. And they would just keep going, and you could just build and build and build, just like they did in uh, that match between uh, Sean and Brett, where you had those moments, and then you know the pin happened, and then you had the long build again to the next pin, and then uh, the kick her around the world where the ring guy got super kicked, and you know all these things was happening, and then like I said, you know this match must continue, you know, and then it, it, it goes for that extra moment, and then you get the win. You know, it has that potential to rival that and be that iconic. And, and that's awesome because in all the other iconic moments that have happened, where was Becky Lynch on the backside of everything? Not in the forefront. You know, she, it was Sasha Banks. It was Bailey. It was Oscar. It was Charlotte. But where was Becky on the backseat? And she was the first women's champion. <laughs> so now... She has the potential to make that match and be part of something that is just epic. She's done a job from the character side and a promo side, and now she just got to put the work in. We know Charlotte's good for it, and if Becky does that, then I know Ric Flair. Um, I believe he was calling. Uh, was he calling um, Sasha Banks uh, Charlotte's uh, version of um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? I don't think so. I think it's Becky Lynch is her steamboat. You know what? I can agree with that. Or her Dusty. Actually, no, I would say her Dusty. Probably her Dusty Rose. I, I can agree with that. Jeez. So d- does that mean that Becky Lynch going gonna, to gonna lose a match and come back as a Midnight Rider? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, what she's going to do is she's going to make Charlotte serve hard time. Mm. Damn, that sounds good. Uh, that, that that whole comparison. Man. I'm serious, man. I'm so geeked for this match. Because I, I mean, the crowd is going to be... It's amazing to see or to, to even think about in my head how much heat Charlotte is going to have. She's going to be booed the entire match. It's going to be uncanny versus any other time she's come out against any other opponent. They are going to boo the brakes off of Charlotte. If it even looks like Becky is going to be at an eight count because she's down and Charlotte may win, the crowd will be erupting to get Charlotte up. I think it will rival that of, you know, a field goal winning kick that may be happening for the opposing team. And everybody is just screaming, trying to mess up the kicker. Mm. It's it's gonna be electric, man. I'm telling you, I cannot wait till tomorrow night. You know what? And it's four hours long, so they didn't even cut and say, "Okay, we're just gonna give you a three hour special or two hour and a half special." You were getting strong traditional pay per view billing. The only thing it's missing is the pre show. Uh. uh... Anybody that haven't signed up for WWE Network, 
do it now. It's a month free, and you don't get charged until the 27th. So you're not even paying up front. You're good, and you can cancel and, it anytime. But don't you know with that? Just not evolution. You are having the cusp of the second time that WWE and I'll even call it WWF is revisiting a WCW pay-per-view concept in War Games. War Games one was remarkable for NXT. It was everything that you wanted in a War Games to see again for those that have never experienced it and for those that have experienced and watched many War Games in WCW, it was well worth it. And this one, I mean, it made um, just careers in War Games. It was amazing. So the, the, to see this about to happen again in November, ooh, boy, that's an awesome one to get free as well with your WWE Network subscription for $10. You know what? It's funny you say that about WCW. Now, War Games went all the way back to NWA. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like Bash the Beach, uh, me and BJ were talking, I think about a week or two ago. And remember when WWE took over WCW? They brought over a lot of the pay per views, uh, Bash the Beach, Halloween Havoc. They did that. I think they did that one year. And he was like, why, why don't they put those out again? To start, you know, you don't have to come up with new pay per views. You got the old faithful ones right there. Because you know that they just thought, you know, Triple H fought hard for War Games to come. He's been fighting for War Games and other WCW stuff to come over for a long time. And you know, with NXT being his baby, he just decided to take the shot in the dark and say, you know what, we're just going to do it. And the, the proof was in the pudding. The crowd reacted exactly how you would want them to for that war games feel and you know uh, it was the um uh, uh, undisputed era versus sanity and man man (laughs) you know even with a little bit jazzed up you know rules of entry and stuff it was it was insane man and it's something that i think could really transcend and go on to the main roster with some of the characters like we have going on bump uh, a traditional Survivor Series match, why don't we have War Games back-to-back? That would be incredible to see, you know, the the bar, all three of them with maybe one other person versus the New Day with one other person, you know, or they could have did the Shield if everything was going well with Roman's health and one other person versus um, Drew, it could have been the Shield and Brock, actually against uh, Braun, Drew, um, McIntyre, and somebody. You know, there's so many different things that you could do. Or even a women's war games. Let's see that I'd like. Wait, just wait till they start getting that stuff. You uh, know, all women's elimination chambers. That's going to be mm. brutal. Mm. Now that right, that would be brutal. I, but you got to combine. You got to give me the top from SmackDown and the top from Raw all in one elimination chamber. Possibly an undisputed champion. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I got one question for you. I can never remember this pay per view that WCW had. You had, it was two pay per views. You had the one where you, I think it was three or four rings set up in an arena. 
and you had matches going on at the same time. Oh yeah. I can't remember that pay-per-view. That was um Oh gosh, I know what you're talking about. But that's when they started one ring and then transitioned over to the next one. Right. And then uh uh transitioned over to the last one. Um and, that that name is slipping me. It was another one where they had I want to say it was three levels. And you beat Oh, not don't you talk about the Tower of Doom. That's what I'll never I, do that again. I couldn't remember I'll that. I'll never do that again. And it's the, You'll the, get a scaffolding match oh before you get the Tower of Doom. I, I can never remember that. And I, most people, you know, they claim they know wrestling. I don't remember that. How long have you been watching wrestling? What, like two years? I mean, what are you, what are you doing? Just... <sighs> Last thing before we get out of here. The reports World coming War out. Three is what it was. That's what it was. World War Three. Okay. The three rings. And you, you sure I can't never get that again? I mean, just it, it could happen. Okay. Long if it's a possibility, I'll take that. Since WWE is selling out stadiums, it could happen. I mean, it's not like space would be a problem. No. Not at all. Jerry's World. You can do it at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. You can do it at WrestleMania. Mm. Why not? Because everybody's there. Yeah. So you would have a Battle Royal from Raw, a Battle Royal from SmackDown, a Battle Royal from NXT. And then they will be battling. And then, you, you know, once each ring has, you know, 10 people left, then they will cross over five and five and go to one of the other two rings. And then they would battle down to 10, and then they would all meet to where you would have the final 20 combatants all in one ring. And then that would be the end of the battle royal right there. And then the last two would be for pinfall or submission. Mm. You just came up with a new pay-per-view. Yeah. That would be a World War Three since they're technically a three brands. Yeah, true. True indeed. Mm. And that'd be the first pay-per-view after... The superstar shakeup. We we we, we got to get we we got to get a hold of WWE creative. I'm going to take the initiative now. I think I'm going to become your agent. I don't even want ten percent. Just give me five. Oh, I thought you were going to say nothing. But I was like, yeah, go do it. Then. <laughs> you got to give me five. I give you a high five. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I even give you a raise. We'll find the first elevator we see and throw you right in there. See, there it is. I got no problem with that. <laughs> Last thing before we get out, uh, I got out of here tonight. Crown Jewel is in trouble. No John Cena, no Daniel Bryan. Uh, a lot of people saying, don't go to Saudi Arabia and do this show. I need the thoughts from the Don on this one. I don't see. I mean, they've been going to Saudi forever. Um, you know, the the tribute to the troops, all that stuff. I mean, it's not like WWE hasn't been going. But, you know, it's just, it's going to happen. I just don't see the mega draw match-wise. You know, the DX thing is one thing. But, you know, that's more of their mega draw. For us, it's like, what are we really getting out of it? And the, the, the Battle Royale, uh, you know, tournament style and all this stuff is like, eh. There has to be something that really make me want to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, but it has to be something that really, like, 
I can't say it enough. Evolution, I'm foaming at the mouth, counting down the time. It's like, man, I get off work at 6, and I will be home by 6.15, <laughs> ready. You know, surround sound system, I'm getting all the kids together, especially since I got girls. Like, y'all going to watch this, too. You need to see <laughs> what's going to happen and what's going to go down. Crown Jewel is like, do we really need another pay-per-view? <laughs> it's like, you know, you guys do realize November's coming, right? Do we really need Crown Jewel? That's like a pay-per-view before pay-per-view. That's like the WCW special, one every month. It's like, all right, we got it. Y'all doing these kind of close together. So if you are not trying to take the thunder from Survivor Series, you know, what are we seeing? Uh, you know, I just don't feel it yet. I'm sorry. I need some Heyman. I need a little bit more Paul Heyman to sell it to me. This is the this is the thing. Uh, no John Cena means you know he's out of the World Cup tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Daniel Bryan. You know, this is where he got his title shot at. Him and AJ Styles are supposed to go for the SmackDown title at Crown Jewel. Now with no Daniel Bryan, you can't bring. I mean, the whole lead up is Daniel Bryan. You can't. Uh, uh, you can't throw somebody else in there for a title and then, you know, think it's going to go over. Somebody's, somebody's going to get the call up or something. Maybe Adam Cole. Could be his time. True, but I don't know. I, I got I got AJ Styles possibly. I mean, now mind you, this is not a I'm leaving a company type thing for Daniel Bryan or John Cena, but I got, you know, just to, of course they respect their wishes. But just to kind of sort of take, not take the heat off, but to kind of sort of play it up, I'd have AJ Styles cut a promo about uh, uh, Daniel Bryan being afraid to wrestle him. And, you know, he knew what the outcome was going to be. You know, that's just that old school promo. And it's going to be a lot of booze rain down. But just to kind of throw more feud to their fire of, of their feud, just somehow just playing that up and taking it from there. As far as Cena, I, I don't know. Who would you replace him with? CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Len, this is your chance. <laughs> you know what? Super Cena has given you an avenue to come back. See the light and bring AJ Lee with you. It wouldn't be bad. Because she deserves to be part of uh, that battle royal. Yes, yes, agree. Along with Victoria, agree. And I you know, you got a bunch of blades in Victoria. Really? You know who really? you're missing off that list? Who? Jackie. Jack- yep. Cheap window. That's a problem. Like everybody else, be like, uh, like no, Jackie gonna beat that ass. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jackie versus Tamina is like. Tamina, you know you're going to get knocked out right. You know, she's too hardcore for you. You ain't trying to. Naya, I'm sorry. She's too hardcore for you. Jackie don't play. Do I'm su- not play. I'm surprised uh, I don't see Stacey Keebler. Yeah, Stacey, she's done. She's, you know, she's got her life now. She's not trying to even touch sports entertainment at this moment. She's married. She's, you know, she's good. But you know who should be in there? Who's that? That I wish they would pull a trigger because it would make sense to me. Stephanie. Yes. I, she's a women's champion. 
She, I'm sorry, she I'm formless women's champion, but she should be there. She should be in there just for the McMahon presence. I mean, if Shane O'Mac is jumping off from cages, Stephanie should be in a battle royal. She may be first eliminated. No. Fine, but she, she should be in the, the battle royal. You know that's not going to happen. If it's a battle but royal. But you know what? Because, you know, Stephanie will come down. She'll stand outside the ring. She'll sit at the announce table. She'll do a little talking. And next thing you know, yeah, it's down the last to the time, she didn't commentate. She that, that upset me. She came down and she's like, yeah, I just want to be ringside. But she, did, how are you not going to commentate? And it's probably because nobody was in her ear because of who she was. But somebody should have been in her ear feeding her stuff to say. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the first time. She's done it plenty of times. Yep. And her, you know, she'll, she'll sit, at the, sit at the table and she'll commentate a little bit. Uh, next thing you know, headset comes off. She goes into the ring. She takes advantage of whatever opening there is, or she gets a little outside help. One, two, three, or somebody goes over the top rope. However, you want to do it, Stephanie Just wins. Call it what you want to say. What you calling it? Just go ahead and say what you call in a January pay per view. Say say what you're saying. And what would that be? You saying the women's Royal Rumble match, the first <laughs> ever women's Royal Rumble match, which means that you would have a men's Rumble and a female Rumble. But with that female Rumble. I don't want 20. You're going to give me 30. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have, you have enough talent. Yes. Between NXT, WWE, the Performance Center, this is how some of them would get their, you know, their taste of the limelight. That, that would definitely get Stephanie to call up. You know, you would have all of them in there in a, a World Rumble proper. You know, not just a, a gimmick one. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't call it a gimmick, but, I mean, you know, with just a bunch of people coming in like they had the last time. I mean, a real – true Royal Rumble where it's competitive for the championship. Right. Don't not knock in any of the, the legends, but I mean, really, you know, we want to see true superstars. And then if somebody comes out once in a while, like, you know, uh, uh, Beth Phoenix, you know, okay, I got it. Cause Beth Phoenix could be somebody's behind still. And, you know, she could put the work in or, you know, I still say a Molly Holly or, or something like that sprinkled in here or there. I got you. But other than that, it needs to be the core ones that are performing every week in a traditional uh, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania prep and ready fashion. I think that would be awesome. With Ronda Rousey being in it. Not as champion, but being in it. And and speaking of Beth Phoenix, she was advertised to be at Evolution, but I see her nowhere. Well, she was commentating. That's all she's gonna do is commentate. Her and I know her and Renee Young. And yeah. I don't know why Michael Cole is part of that. No offense, Michael Cole. <laughs> I'm certain no, I'm just saying it should if it's gonna be all women, it should be all women commentating. Uh, I if agree. Stephanie's I... not in the battle royal, she should be in Michael Cole's chair. You know, I, I know you have to have a lead, but you know, really, let, let's just give it all to the women. Yeah, um, it should be, and let back, that be out there. Backstage interviews, women. Ring announcer mm-hmm. women. Backstage interviews, men. That would be the change. So I would have a designated superstar, you know, do that. I would have women refs. I would have women camera operators. I mean, I would really make it uh, the statement of all women pay-per-view with the exception of the flip side of it being the man doing the interview. And, you know, it could be, you know, an AJ or or somebody like that in a, a tux, you know, no heel persona person. 
but you know, just a, a strong, solid face doing the interviews. Hmm. So we'll see. I mean, you never know. That that's something you know they could do uh, those type of things. But I would really like to see just all women production. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. <laughs> you know what? I keep saying last thing. Quick question for you: Who got better legs, Stacy Keebler or Lana? Stacy, because she's taller. Mm. So she has more of them. She got legs. She knows how mm-hmm. to use them. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Lana, but I mean, you bring up an excellent point. Fine. Lana is the <laughs> Lana number one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. Next thing you know, crash. <laughs> dang it. Fine, Machka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the bad part about it, I've been singing that all week in preparation for this show. I just, oh, I, I, I've, I've been, I've been on one this week. I'm glad Anchor doesn't charge us for time because I'm oh. like, man, y'all are always crushing the overrun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why we, 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 that's why we carve out this whole space. You know, we, we kind of call, you know, every week we got to carve it a little bigger. So. Oh God, we might have to be on. I'm scared to see. We may be live doing WrestleMania. Hey, <laughs> that, you know what? That'd be that'd be insane. That that's a five-hour uh, engagement right there. You know, we 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 do have Instagram Live, and we've been we've been running some tests, and we got some good response. <laughs> don't 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 tempt me now. We can do that. Oh my. Oh my! See what y'all have started. Don't even say anything right now because we just recording this. Y'all already caused some trouble out there in Anchorland. Oh man! So done. Uh, crown jewel. I got crown jewel on the brain. Evolution tomorrow night. What time are we getting started tomorrow night? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Like I said, they got the full four-hour opportunity. <laughs> All right. So you got until shoot. You got. Hmm. 19 hours, get that WWE network, tell them Anchor sent you, WWE creative, hit the DMs of the Don Rodriguez on Twitter, no G, let them know, you know, hey, we got this job for you, because my man got to get paid, he, he's doing this for free, imagine what you do, what he could do if you paid him. Oh gosh, I'd probably spend the first month marking out. Like, you want me to do what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, who's that backstage? Okay. Like, all y'all getting getting uh, put on. Like, heck yeah, man. Why not? Zach Ryder, I got you. I got you, Zach. Bring that internet championship belt. Get it made. We're about <laughs> to have that be. You, that'd be the first thing I would do. Internet championship belt. And then I'd say, Zach, you know you're going to lose it, right? I just want to let you know, but you're going to get it back. But it will be lost because it will have to make its way to Xavier Woods for up, up, down, down. And then Zach Ryder versus Xavier Woods, Zach would get it back. And then we would turn it around and have Cesaro get it. I mean, oh, man, that'd be a traveling champion. It'd be insane, insane. It'd be probably more prestigious and heavily defended because it could also go to SmackDown. It could be held by a woman. Dang it, man. Okay, okay. I need to get on, man. We need that to happen. See? 
we all need I, to happen. All I that got, just got me excited. I'm marking out on my own idea. What the heck is going on around here? <laughs> one thing, he takes off running. All you got to do is give him an idea. Yeah, and you got to give him an idea. He got his own. Dang. WWE creative. That's all I'm going to say. Internet champion. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. With that being said, uh, that's it for our wrestling show tonight. You know, we come back tomorrow morning. We got two shows in the morning for one o'clock or four o'clock games. And then we got the recap later. But we might have to do the recap early because I, I, oh, I might have to miss the recap because I will be watching Evolution. That's no doubt. Curse you, Rathlin. <laughs> so with that being said, once again, another weekend. Thank you to the Don. Yeah. Blessing this scene. Blessing this beautiful show. We are the Sideline Junkies. Everybody have a good night. Catch you in the morning. Oh, and before we go. give them where they can see us or where they can hear us. Before we go, I. I, You got one job. One job. I I, I keep forgetting my job, but. You know, I did what you asked last week. Now, if anybody listened to the last I did week's hear show, that. yes, I apologize. You're right. You did uh, um, throw well, in there. I, I got asked, was I getting paid by WWE? I, hey, don't worry about all that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but it got done five times, two, uh, three shows XFL. So uh, I might, I might continue that trend this week. Oh I, God! You know what? But it might be you get me in trouble, man. No, no, no. I think I'm a promo to WWE Network. Huh. You know what? Promo to WWE Network. Promo Women's uh-huh. Evolution. Yeah, maybe I, you know, get a few couple, you know, a little bit of change rolling in from WWE. All right. Real quick, just in case y'all forgot, you can hear us right here on Anchor FM. Radio Public Breaker Cast Box. Google Play Music or the Google Play Podcast Store. Um iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and Newly Pod Chaser. Oh, shoot. We on Podbean, too. I forgot about that. Dang, we did get Podbean. You're about to be Titus Worldwide. Indeed. Pretty soon. You know, we, hey, he, he, he might sign us, too. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, On Twitter, Sideline Junkies. Instagram, Sideline Junkies. Facebook, Sideline Junkies Colon Podcast. And if you want to email, Sideline Junkies 247 at gmail.com. So, oh, you forgot one. You forgot one. And, and uh, on the winning column, it'll be Don Rodriguez at evolution was right. <laughs> dot com, dot org, et cetera. <laughs> and don't forget to hit the Don up. Y'all gonna have to console him after he takes his L this week. So don't forget to hit the Don up at Don Rodriguez. No G on Twitter. No, no you. No you. No G. R O D R I G E Z. No you. No you. No you. It's no you, but it's me. I got you. Ah, I think you did that. Oh my God. You got my head spinning with these scenarios as usual every every Saturday night. Now I, I'm getting ready to go worry the kids and see if I can 
possibly somehow, some way, book an Intercontinental Championship match for myself and give me a good old finger poke of doom win tonight. I hear that. So, with that being said, we are the Sideline Junkies. Good night, everybody. We out. Good night. Thank you, KG. Thank you, sir.